Please fasten your seatbelts. The skies are rough and our two pilots have no idea where they're going. So kick back, relax, and enjoy your flight on no blackout dates. No blackout dates. No blackout dates. No blackout dates. What advice do you have that we should not overlook the first time that we backpack with our daughter? Well, I think for, for this goes for anyone, is that if you want to backpack with your child, you should have some sort of experience camping. You should have some sort of experience hiking. You should have some sort of experience just being outside with your child. It doesn't have to be anything crazy, but I do think that the past really helps, especially in the moments when your child is, you know, freaking out and you have some sort of tools to be able to address the problem properly. What's up, podcast listener? Welcome back to another week of No Blackout Dates. My name is Tim, and I have a very special guest host with me today, Brian Lewis from Matador Network. He's filling in for Evan because today's episode is all about adventuring with kids And Brian has done quite a bit of that over the last few years. So he is going to be sharing a bunch of tips alongside today's guest, Marquetta Daly, who, with her husband and three young children, hiked 1,300 miles of the Pacific Crest Trail. Even saying that gives me goosebumps because that is such an amazing accomplishment. And now being a year into parenthood myself, I'm trying to picture doing something that monumental with my daughter. And I hope, hope that we do. Uh, but before we get into it's it, it's like mind blowing to even think about that, isn't it? Yeah, like, it's it's insane. Thirteen hundred miles. I mean, I've done like a two night backpack overnight with my with my daughter, and I only have one child, and and that was that felt big. I couldn't imagine like like keeping going. So it's going to be really cool to talk to her and get her perspective. Um, and before we do that, we've got our our fun hot takes section. Uh, my question for you today, Brian. As you just noted, you have done backpacking with your daughter. You also uh, produced a film series called The Wild Toddler Chronicles for Matador in which you and your wife and daughter basically caravan around Utah exploring the wilderness. What is your go-to phrase that you use to get your daughter motivated for adventure? Ooh, um, it always has to do with food. So I would say if you get to the top of this next hill, there's an M&M break. Okay, I'm gonna use that. Always, I, I, always snacks, always snacks in the back pocket, and like, like, uh, like snacks that you can divvy up easily, like an M M&M. and M, because you don't want to, you don't want to lose the whole like Snickers bar too early in the hike. You want to be able to have consistent, you know, fuel the whole time. Okay, that makes sense. Right now, my daughter is really into this little snack called puffs that are basically like Cheerios oh, that dissolve yeah. in the mouth. I used to eat those like crazy. Like whatever was left over, I would just I would just eat a, and they just they just melt. They're insane. They're insane. Yeah, I have to admit that there have been times where I go to the cupboard and there are no snacks, and so I steal some of my daughter's puffs. I just had like a big bowl of goldfish the other day. Yeah, I, not ashamed. I, that's, yeah, that's that's dad life right there is uh, is eating the leftovers. Absolutely. So like my question for you is, have you ever taken your daughter somewhere, arrived and been like, maybe this wasn't such a good idea? There have been several times at restaurants where I've had that thought. Generally, she does pretty good. She actually seems to do well in like loud, bustling settings. Um, But I would say the one time we took her to a, you know, pretty nice restaurant. Even by the time we had ordered drinks, I was like, this is not going to go well. 
And I ended up spending most of the meal walking around with her, uh, just trying to keep her occupied and quiet. You were that guy. I've seen that guy before. Yeah. So that that would be the one time. I mean, she's only one, so most of the places that we go are pretty tame. I mean, we she does great on hikes. She does great on road trips, surprisingly, which is awesome. Um, and in hotel rooms, we, she's been in a number of hotel rooms. So I, I am fortunate to be able to say those aren't the things that I've I've questioned. It's it's really just when we're in a nice, quiet restaurant. Like she mm-hmm. is the one that will pierce that silence. I mean, someone's got to do it. Well, on that note, we will get into it with Marquetta, and we'll see you on the other side. Daily family hike 1,300 miles on the Pacific Crest Trail with three young children, which by far is among the most impressive trekking expeditions I've ever heard of. Uh, Here we have Marquetta chronicling the family's adventures on our podcast. She does the same on her Instagram channel, which we will link to in the show notes. She's here to talk to Brian and I, all of us parents, uh, about what it's like to be on the trail with kids and live a life of adventure. And I have to say, Brian, I don't know if you agree, but up until today, I thought that I had been relatively adventurous with my parents, but or excuse me, with my daughter, but we have never done anything uh, like attempting the Pacific Crest Trail. <laughs> so, Marquetta, welcome to No Blackout Dates. Hi, thank you. Let's let's start at the top. Uh, you hiked 1,300 miles, three young kids. Walk us through the decision and the prep of getting going on a monumental expedition like this. Uh, I think for us it was, you know, it was a a pretty easy decision um as far as knowing that you know that's really what me and my husband david really just wanted to do uh obviously the hard part was you know we have these three kids and just completely unsure if they're able to do something like that um but what it came down to was the fact that you know we didn't have any expectations um That was so important. You know, we didn't expect to make it to Canada. We didn't expect to make it honestly anywhere. It was more about, you know, just, all right, let's see how it goes. Let's see how the kids do. Let's see how we do with it. And, and, you know, if it ends up being us, you know, standing on the trail for a couple minutes and then heading back home because it just doesn't feel right, then, you know, then so be it. But at least we can say we tried. So that's kind of where we were coming from and it made the decision really easy nice nice and how's the mood right now like after you've after you've done such a long trick i i I think for me it's always like that re-entry after after being out out in the wild for a long time like it is kind of tough so how how were the kids with that and how did y'all handle that yeah it's definitely tough um there's so much i miss about it but as far as the kids the kids are kids are incredible they're so like they just go with the flow. Um, I just, I, I can't see any kind of like negative impact or any kind of like weird feelings about it. They're just like, they're, they were happy to be on trail for the most part and they're happy to be at home for the most part. Um, they, they have mentioned multiple times, all of them actually, um, even the two-year-old that they want to go back to the trail um, as they did on the trail, which was, you know, them saying, 
we want to go home. So it's kind of like, you know, there is that like aspect of like, oh, I want to be somewhere else where, where I'm not right now, but also enjoying what is happening. Um, whereas for me, I, I mean, especially the first two weeks being back home, it was, I was kind of in a, like an existential crisis for sure. Um, just being really confused, feeling like the trip never actually happened because you just go back home and, and you know, you're, you're back where you were before the trail, you don't see the changes um, immediately and you don't actually realize, you know, it, it just feels like nothing actually changed and you're, you're kind of confused what, what just right. happened. I'm curious when you're preparing your kids to do something like this, were they excited? Did they express nervousness or are, I, 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 I'm imagining like my daughter's only one so she doesn't have any frame of reference for for a long trip or for anything like that. But I'm I'm thinking ahead a few years. I'm trying to imagine my wife and I trying to explain to her that we're going to do this big trip, and 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 her being able to comprehend what that means. Did you get the vibe that they understood what you were about to undertake? No, no. <laughs> yeah. No, definitely not. I mean, the kids were. Let's see. They were like fifth. Fifth. Our youngest was 15 months. When we started, um, uh, his name is Thunder. Uh, our, uh, then it's Joshua. He was just over three years. And then our oldest, Sequoia, was um, like four and a half. And I really don't think they, there's no way they could have understood like the full capacity. But we did, there's a couple things that we did do to prepare them. Um, I showed them videos of, of people on the PCT, just found like random videos I could find on YouTube to show them, you know, and like kind of talking about it. Um, I hiked the PCT 10 years ago, so I showed them pictures and stuff from the trail to see, you know, just to show them like, you know, it's something I've done, like you can trust me, um, kind of coming from that place. Um, and we talked a lot about it, you know, when we would go on walks or hikes um, around our area, you know, I would just be constantly like, if they'd be having a hard time, I'd be like, this is how it's going to be, you know, on the trail, like there's going to be hard moments, there's going to be really cool moments. There's, you know, such a, yeah, I just felt like it was really important to, to kind of explain to them that it's not just going to be this like, wonderful happy adventure but you know just the reality of it and and you know making sure they know you know like it's it's hard no matter what you do you know even if we're at home there's you know emotional outbursts and you know not great moments so you know making them try to try to trying to show them that you know it's it's not that we're doing this big hike that they're having a hard time but it's it's just that that's just part of life and how quickly did they sort of adapt to that lifestyle? It's like, oh, this is what we do now. We're just we're just out here. Like I think you know we always forget how how adaptable and like resilient kids are. So like, how yeah. quick of a transition was it to like life on the trail? I'd say it was pretty quick. It uh, it was exactly on the seventh day on trail that I felt um, that yeah there was this glimpse of like oh they get it like they understand you know we had been to two towns to resupply by the seventh day and yeah they um 
they I think in the first seven days they there was a lot of like uh confusion we live with my parents so they were like and and my parents dropped us off at the at the Mexican border so they in the first seven days they would they would cry and you know ask like why did you know grandma and grandpa leave us here why are they not with us like they really missed my parents um the grandparents and and that was understandable i mean i i missed them the whole trip honestly so i i could relate to that um but on the seventh day on the trail there was a huge shift for yeah, I've thought a, I've thought a lot about it. I'm not really sure what what caused the shift because nothing nothing in particular comes to mind that happened. But um, it was just a, just a really good day, um, and I feel like it was the day that we like really settled into the hike and and the kids kind of understood like okay, you know, we hike and then we get to a place where we get to have like ice cream and food that's like really good and you know we get to like sleep in a hotel or at someone's house and they really like those moments as well so they they had something to look forward to and they just kind of yeah it was like a routine that they kind of understood suddenly nice and then one, one other thing i'm curious about um just as far as like the preparation is is you mentioned like you did a couple day hikes did you do any backpacking like all five of you before before this one, even on, you know, one or two overnights just to test out like sleeping situations or pack setups and things like that. Yeah, I, I took the kids, um, without David on a backpacking trip with two friends. Um, David unfortunately couldn't because he was, he was working a lot. We were trying to save, save up as much money as possible before the hike. So there was just, he just couldn't, couldn't um, find the time to to do that, um, but I was lucky enough to find two friends, you know, willing to hang out with me and the kids. And yeah, I, I felt really uh, nervous about doing that by myself. Uh, so that was the first time that our youngest was backpacking, and and I kind of you know uh, I had the a very similar gear to what we ended up bringing initially, and um, everything seemed everything seemed great. And I, yeah, I do think that's a really important to, you know, even if it's just like setting it up in a backyard and like, just seeing like, do we all fit, you know, because, um, I did do that before the backpacking trip, uh, before the PCT, I set up the tent in the yard and I had like a blow up pad and I just realized like, you know, we need foam pads. This isn't going to work. They're, you know, the kids are like rambunctious. They, they were jumping on it. Like it's a trampoline, you know, and I knew we were headed into the desert, you know, and I was just like convinced, like, you know, they're going to pop it. Like we're going to have such huge issues with it. And it was also really uncomfortable to, it was like a double blow up sleeping pad. Um, and when all five of us laid on it, you know, it was like, you could feel the movement from the other people. So, so it was like, yeah, just really important to consider these things that, you know, you know when you've actually tried it and stuff. We're going to take a short break from the interview for a word from our partners at Matador Network. Are you a travel writer, filmmaker, or an influencer who loves to travel the world for free? Check out creators.matadornetwork.com and explore one of our many press trips. Sign up for free. That's creators.matadornetwork.com. 
Happy travels. And now back to the interview. I'm imagining you guys driving down with your parents to the trailhead and embarking on this first, you know, you said on the seventh day, you, you felt like you were more in a rhythm. But leading up to that point and in the last approach to hitting the trail, what kind of thoughts did you have as far as, is this the right thing for the kids? Like, my husband and I want to do this. We plan this. We're ready to do this. But is this right for the kids? Is this going to be a positive experience in their lives? What What was going through your mind on, on, on that stuff? I feel like I didn't really have those thoughts because I, I'm convinced that it's, it's just a, mm, like a really good experience. And I was uh, convinced that if we were going to be able to hike, that there's no way they could that it could be like a negative have a negative impact on them of course not considering like some sort of accident that could have happened but like the hike as it as it is um without you know thinking about what if a rattlesnake bites you what if the kid falls off a cliff like those types of like accident um scenarios i tend to try not to think about them because then, you know, those, those things can happen anywhere. And it's, I kind of think of it as like, you know, driving a car is like extremely dangerous in my opinion, but you know, we all do it because we have these things that we need to do. So I don't find value in, you know, uh, letting those things take up space in my head. Um, so I didn't think about those things and the, the idea that, you know, n- time in nature for kids could have a negative impact on them just really that wasn't a thought either because it doesn't I just, compute right yeah it, it it just has it's just a positive thing like there's no way it could be it could have a negative outcome um yeah i and about the hiking itself the fact that you know you have to cover a certain amount of miles otherwise you're going to run out of food or water that did um that did cross my mind, of course, and it was a concern and um, it was alleviated with the fact that we just weren't stuck on the fact that we have to make this work. It was like, let's let the kids guide us and show us, you know, if they're strong enough, um, if they're capable, if they actually find joy in it. Um, All those things, you know, I knew would come on trail and weren't things that I could figure out before because there's, I don't know, I, I, I don't know how you could simulate the, the experience of a through hike at home. So I knew that the best way to find out that would be to just go and try it. Yeah. Nice. And sort of along those lines about like just, just spending time in nature and like what it does for kids. Like I'm curious to get your thoughts on, um, on, on why, why doing this now before they even will remember anything like that? Like one thing I'm really interested in is like, cause I, I had very similar conversations with my wife that, that you just mentioned about like, um, you know, knowing this is, this is a positive thing overall. And like, and we were very like intentional about bringing our daughter out when she was really young and like has no memory of that. And she's, she's six now. So like the things we do now, she will, you know, carry some memory of that into, into adulthood. But like, why do this now um, before, especially the younger two will even remember any of it. Right. This is a really common question we get. And I think it's really important to ask and to think about. Um, 
I actually really like this question. There's like several reasons that I think it's like absolutely critical to do this stuff with your kids if the parents are like passionate about it. Um, first of all, because, you know, us parents will remember. Second of all, because if we're passionate about it, if the parents are passionate about it, then, you know, I, I feel like a better parent, you know, when I'm doing the things that I enjoy. So my my kids are benefiting immensely from it because their mom and dad are, you know, living a life that they feel is, you know, important and worthy. So so it's it's a there's a huge trade-off there for the kids too. And, you know, why why do anything with kids because we feel like they won't remember, you know, why read to them? Why do anything at all? You know, I just had like a weird experience the other day. David brought home a soda, which we like never drink. And I was really confused why he, why he bought it. And I, I took a drink of it and I was flooded with memories of the PCT. And it was the strangest thing. And I was thinking about it, like, this is it. Like, I don't remember necessarily drinking soda on the PCT, but we did a lot, right? It's like you you crave the sugar and the taste when you're on trail. So like very often in towns, you choose soda, you know? And yeah, I just feel like I took a drink of the soda and it was like my senses remembered the trail and I think that's what happens with kids, you know, they don't, maybe they don't have like the concrete, you know, uh, specific memories, but like their, their senses do. And they'll like, they'll be reminded, you know, like certain smells will bring them back or, you know, certain things that they see will remind them of the trail and what we experienced out there. Yeah. So I think it's, I think there's so much there. That kind of reminds me of, I, I was reading something by Paul Stamets the other day and several other people uh, in psychotherapy, and they were talking about how certain memories and experiences that you have trigger things that you had long forgotten about, both positive and negative, uh, and, and, and that, that it is important to have those kind of things to tie your whole life together. Even if you don't have a, a picture-perfect, clear memory of something that happened to you, or something that you did, being able to be able to process it mentally later on in your life is a huge, huge way for people to be able to know who they are and 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 where they want to be. Uh, and I, I yeah, it yeah. seems like something that you know your kids. Not only will they be able to you know tell their friends about that they did this when they're when they're you know in school or you know, I know you're in, into homeschool, but as they grow up and and have social lives, they'll be able to talk about this, and then they'll have these situations like the soda or or whatever it might be, that triggers like, you know, I had this deep connection with my parents because we did this amazing thing when I was very young, and and hopefully I can yeah, carry that yeah. with me forever. Yeah, it's a, it's, you know, the, I mean, I read it all the time, like the first three, five years are so important, you know, and it's just like, yeah, you, you, yeah, you should be living, living life, you know, just because the child is so young, you know, they're not like exempt from these experiences and they're still so important. And, you know, whether it's a through hike or anything else, I think it's just really important. And for me, the foundation really is that the parents have to decide like what kind of life do we enjoy what kind of life will benefit us 
before thinking about, you know, the kids, because, you know, I, I spent a lot of time going, you know, taking, uh, our oldest Sequoia when she was young to going to parks and stuff. And I really didn't enjoy it, but I was thinking of her thinking like, this is, you know, this is what I should be doing because I have a child. And, you know, there's parents out there that, you know, I see them playing on playgrounds with their kids and they, they seem like they're really enjoying it and that's really great, but that's not me. So I think, you know, I'm glad I got a chance to, to talk with my husband and like we, you know, we made this decision because it's, it led me to these thoughts like, you know, what do I want out of life? Because my kids will benefit from it, you know, because they'll have a happy mom and they don't care, you know, they, they, they're like little ducklings. They just, yeah, they're so young. That's awesome. I mean, I, yeah. speaking from someone that spends a lot of time in playgrounds, I, I can say that no one is, no one is happy there. No, no adult is happy there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a, yeah, it's very strange. Yeah. It's a, yeah. I don't want to like put anyone down for taking their kids to playgrounds. And I, I probably will again. It's a great place to, you know, for kids to connect with other kids and, you know, but I was doing it like a couple times a week and it was just, you know, our life revolved around taking our kids to playgrounds. And it was, you know, looking back on that, it was kind of ridiculous because that's not what I would have wanted to be doing. And I didn't, I didn't, you know, involve myself because I wasn't really stoked to be there. So it's, yeah, it's not for everyone for sure. So you and your husband, David, are also homeschooling your kids uh, now. And I'm curious if there are similarities in the challenge of doing something like that uh that you also found in doing a through hike um and 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 as you said following things that are 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 aligned with your values how how do you guys tie all of this together uh and make it make sense for your family i think the the homeschooling kind of well i've always honestly been interested and intrigued by homeschooling um ever since i was pregnant with sequoia um but it really dawned on me on on the Pacific Crest Trail that, you know, I I genuinely enjoy spending time with our children and I feel like it's a huge privilege to to be able to to spend the time and to give them what I feel is best for them. And the, you know, homeschooling, yeah, just taking it it's just like the PCT. It really is because it's one step at a time. You know, people are, people are already asking like, well, how are you going to teach them chemistry? You know? And it's just like, but they're, you know, <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't care because we're not there, you know, and we'll figure it out. And, you know, if I'm not able to teach them chemistry, then, you know, there's so many options and I'm not against them going to school. It's just for the time being, it's a, it's a really great opportunity to, to, to bond as a family, to have the three of them bond together. I think it's, uh, I've talked to some, some people who oversee homeschooling families and who homeschool, and I've gotten so much positive feedback about, you know, siblings becoming closer and um, really bonding through it because they get to spend that time together more um and just families bonding through it so I'm, I'm really excited but yeah at the same time we're you know at the very at the very beginning of the journey and I have no idea what will come of it um I don't know if I'll feel the same way in a year um 
you know, it's, so in that sense, it's really similar to the PCT. I have no expectations. I'm not like stuck on the fact that my kids have to be homeschooled. You know, I, I want to, I want to be led by them. And, you know, even if maybe one of them will, you know, I'll see that he or she would uh, benefit from school, then that's what I would do. And then the other two can stay at home or any kind of combination. One one thing I was curious about um, is if you could share like some reactions that you that you got from like other people that have heard about your story or you met along the way or something like that. Like one thing that was kind of interesting for for our family is we sort of shared what we were doing with our daughter through um, through the film that we made about taking our daughter camping. Um, I'd say like most of the times the reaction were like like it, it was kind of in three buckets. One was like you're crazy. Um, the other was like, you know, you inspire us to do this with our, with our kids or our future kids. And the third was like, that's what we did. Like that reminds me of my family if, if they were older or something like that. So like, uh, depending on where they fell, like in the, in the spectrum of like adventure, like their reactions were, were sort of like, yeah, you're nuts or I want to do that too. Or that's what we did. Like, did you have any experience like that with, with other families or parents or, or things like that, 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 you were able to inspire? Yeah, definitely. So, so much. And I'm so grateful for it. Um, I started the Instagram as kind of like a personal journal um, slash thinking like, oh, maybe I could be that person for people um, that would, that would inspire if like, we do end up being some sort of like success. Yeah. And, uh, I did. I I honestly didn't think anything would come of it, um, because I wasn't even sure that we could hike with them. Um, but the the feedback from people has been, you know, ninety nine percent positive. I would say it's it's so heartwarming to read from other parents, you know, that they're inspired and that, you know, I, I get, you know, moms telling me that, you know, they took their three-year-old on their first hike and yeah, stuff like that is, is like so incredible. Um, there's such a lack of, you know, natural connection with the kids, um, kids and nature. Um, I feel like that's changing and I feel like social media has a lot to do with it because people are, People are sharing their stories and it's, it's, uh, social media is such a great tool for that because yeah, you know, six years ago when I was pregnant, I was, I was that person searching the internet for, you know, like, okay, how was my life going to look? Like I backpack all the time and I just couldn't like visualize like a baby sleeping outside. Um, or like, how do you carry a baby? Like I had all these you know, just thoughts and ideas, and I didn't know what to make of them. And, you know, so I was just searching the internet um, for any kind of inspiration, you know, to see, is it possible? Is anyone else doing it? Um, it helps so much to see other people getting out there with their kids and sharing their experience and, and being honest about it. Um, so also just trying to be honest and stuff. And um, yeah, there was definitely a couple, uh, like, yeah, negative experiences with it as well, uh, which impacted me a lot. I, I really wanted to go home because of specifically one. Um, and 
yeah, David kind of helped me through through that and helped me realize that, you know, just, you know, not everybody has to like what they see that we're sharing. So kind of on that note, uh, as I noted earlier, my daughter is one. Actually, she turns one on Saturday, and we take her hiking, hiking all the time, but we have yet to go camping or backpacking with her. What advice do you have uh, that we should not overlook the first time that we backpack with our daughter? Um, well, I think for, for this goes for anyone, is that if you want to backpack with your child, you should have some sort of experience camping. You should have some sort of experience hiking. You should have some sort of experience just being outside with your child. It doesn't have to be anything crazy. Um, but I do think that the, uh, the, the past really helps, um, you know, especially in the moments when your child is, you know, freaking out and, you know, you have some sort of tools to be able to address the problem properly out there where it's like so different from home and you don't have like the the things you usually fall back on to be able to cope with those things um it's so different on trail so if you don't have experience um any experience with your child outside i would say that's that's critical but it sounds like you do so then i would say um just choosing the right place so i just went backpacking with a friend and it was her first time backpacking with her two daughters. And they are two, two years old and almost four years old. And it was just me and her and the kids. And it was so perfect. We did five days. We hiked eight miles. So such a small amount. Um, it was amazing. And it was a positive experience for her she you know she's already asking me where we're going next and yeah it's it's awesome um so i think it's a, and choosing the place that makes sense so like we went to a place where there's lakes like every mile and it's like a loop but you can make it shorter and you can make it longer and you have like a lot of options to yeah, bail if you need to, and yeah, it's kind of like a safe feeling environment where you don't feel restricted by, you know, having to get somewhere or running out of water or, you know, yeah, the kid's not having fun and you need to slow down, but, you know, there's no good places. So, yeah, just picking the right place to go backpacking. And I think like what you said at the top as far as like like keeping your expectations in check too is super important for us like we had no expectations of you know doing some you know multi-day epic with with uh you know summits and exposure and things we used to do before we had a kid or something like that so like i think like you said choosing a place that makes sense and keeping those ex expectations in check and knowing that you can bail and it's no big deal like and water god you're so you're so right about water like <laughs> like uh kids love water I like the it, it I like the idea of the lakes for that but also because it gives them something to look forward to. Uh you know it's okay we got another 3 quarters of a mile until the next the next lake, you know, and we're, we're going to camp next to this next lake. It's going to be really pretty like I I like I like that. I think that is a a huge takeaway. Um give the kids something to continue to be stoked about and to look forward to and to want to keep going. 
Well, I mean, that that just about wraps it up. Uh, thank you so much, Raketa, for doing this. I had one more thing I wanted to touch on before we go, um, and that is, I, I believe, if I'm correct, you adopted your middle child? Yes. Um, I'm, I would love to know a little bit more about that. I, I will preface that by saying that I was adopted, and I avidly feel that the gift that my adoptive parents gave me is the greatest thing that could have ever happened to me, and I think about it every single day of my life. And I'm curious what that looks like on the other side. Oh, that's so wonderful. Um, yeah, so I, I, uh, I don't share the details of the adoption um, for obvious reasons. I feel comfortable sharing that he's adopted because Joshua knows and we're really open about it. And he, you know, I've seen him go out of his way to tell people. So, so that's why I kind of started sharing that. Um, on our Instagram because I know that he's he's comfortable with it and um, our daughter is comfortable with it so it's a it's it's kind of like that but yeah it's a it's a huge it's a huge privilege and a huge uh, huge gift for sure uh, it's uh, it's been a wild journey um, very unexpected we didn't we didn't have that planned just like a lot of stuff kind of life 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 happened and the opportunity presented itself and we kind of intuitively, you know, followed with the feelings that that's, that's what we want to do. And, um, Josh was, Josh was just incredible. Uh, he's honestly, I think out of all the kids, I feel like I'm learning the most from him, um, and through him watching him become his own, own person. Um, it's uh it's very different to have your own biological child and and someone who you know just needs needs you um i mean they all need you but it's so different it's uh yeah it, i'm i'm really i'm really happy that we that we decided to help him out and and take him in and and you know become his mom and dad and yeah it's 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 a wonderful gift. Awesome. Yeah, for sure. Well, Marquetta, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, where can people find you and learn more? Uh, we're just on Instagram, uh, Daily Walk, uh, D-A-L-E-Y Walk. Um, that's that's all I have time for right now. Uh, maybe I can expand <laughs> in the future, but for now, keeping it really simple. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for listening to No Blackout Dates. Make sure to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Leave us, of course, a five-star review. And if for some reason you want to follow what we're up to, I'm Flow underscore on Instagram, and he's TimWinger1. Also, a big shout-out and thanks to our producer, Alex Halkey, executive producer, Katie Hetrick, our email marketing guru, Kelsey Wilking, the Matador social crew, and everyone else on the team who puts up with us on a daily basis. We'll see you guys next week.